No, Mulder, you're not spooky, but damn, are you moody. Uh, <laughs> this is Do You Think I'm Spooky, a podcast where we go through the X-Files two episodes at a time each week. Uh, we're in season two, and we're on episodes three and four, Blood and Seepless, Seamless, Sleep, this, this is not Seamless, Sleepless. Uh, my co-host is Ben. Hello. Welcome to Spooky Evidence Town. Yes, and this is the greatest TV show that we ever um, nope. ever watched, and... Nope. Um, Sorry, I'm getting some interference here. Oh, um, hang on. Did you say the greatest TV show we've ever watched or that was ever created? Because it used to be the greatest TV show ever made and now it's just... Semantics. It's created, made, watched, whatever. It's just the, it's the best. So Laura Nora is just just dirt to you now? Is that it? It'll always be second second fiddle to, to old X-Files. All right. Man, what they should do is cross over. ho, 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 ho. And you know what? We get a bit of Law and Order action in these episodes because Mulder is still on uh, FBI listening to mobsters um, talk about women. <laughs> oh, how long is this going to go on for? This is I know it's what? kind of funny, but... Now that I've uh, focused on it, I'm like, it happens a lot longer than what I thought it was going to. He's now transcribing. Like, yeah. It's actually, he's actually probably in a worse position now than he was at the start of the, of the season because at the start of the season, he was actually actively listening to the, the tapes. Now he's having to transcribe them. I mean, this is this is bottom of the barrel stuff from skin from the skin man. And surely, like, I don't want to get into the the details of how this works, but is that really necessary? Do you have to transcribe every single thing they're saying? I think with like, so there's no tra- so there's all transparency. So like, you know, the mob lawyer can't say like, oh, they only listen to like the stuff that incriminates my client. So maybe like it's not a it's not, it's not a legal WhatsApp. I don't know. I'm not. A- Excuse me, Your Honor. They've they've confused my client as a some forty one fan when in fact he is an offspring <laughs> fan, and um, they all know. And you know what? Um, it's, a, it's a new thing that I'm going to be take, take, taking track of. Nineties uh, band name drops. There's no drops in these two episodes, but man. Got a feeling something's coming up. It's gonna be some bare naked lady action. They're they're they're, um, they're filming these up in Canada. There's gonna be some sort of connection there. Um, so let's get on to blood. Now, this is one of my favourite episodes of um, the entire series, um, which I know that you will be surprised at because you undoubtedly hate this. The episode. entire series that I like this eleven this is seasons. Kind of monster of the week, kind of part of the mythology. You know, it's, like it. It's got it's got Lone Gunman in it. <laughs> Look, we we start off the episode with uh, Mister <laughs> Ed Funch. Um, <laughs> I would love to just know the people who make up names for people in X-Files episodes because like, I'm sure it's not just the writer like at the start. I think it's like they've got... Phone book. They yeah. just randomly pick a page, point. I, I And he's like, he's a mail worker. Um, and obviously, as we've... We actually got another podcast called Living in the Past where we go through stuff. And I think we've highlighted some in, times where poster workers did start shooting up the place and this was like right in that sweet spot of this um so uh ed gets uh it's a good uh, the the actor that plays him too is really good um he ended up uh, in true blood i'm pretty sure is this Um, our first uh musical reference as well is this a stretch to say this is a metallica nod what's that because his little scream when he's sitting there sort of kill them all all. (laughs) yeah that's um played by um uh, William Sanderson, 
Um, yeah, he was. I thought I thought he was quite good. Um, so he gets fired, and then um, as he's uh, on, on the machine, he, he cuts his finger, and then the, the sight of blood then starts being the um, the electronic readout that's in front of him starts to say, "Kill him, kill them all." Um, and we're off and running with the episode, and I I like this whole thing of this uh, people looking at screens and like you know subliminal messages and. There's all sorts of... Mulder's got some crazy theories and they kind of sort of make sense this time. Uh, I think it was a really good episode. I don't know I don't know what your problem is. I, I didn't say I had a problem with it. I was just surprised that this is one of your favourite ever. Like, it's decent. I do like um, when he keeps saying right field. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's do that. Um, so Before all- that, though, when yeah. they go and the policeman takes him to this body that's out dead on the street... Did I miss something? Were they, did they already have other cases like this? Because they said about the toxicology report, there was no drugs, there was nothing, there was nothing in his system. Yeah. But then they go out and they see this guy dead on the street. It's like, have his report? Have you already done a drug test on a guy that's dead on the street? Were you talking about someone else? Yeah, there was. Uh, there was. I mean, we we talk about this a lot in in this um in X Files is that they 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 do a lot of stuff that's like servicing the uh, the story, and it's like you know maybe they're just like. <laughs> I tasted his blood. There's no alcohol in his blood. <laughs> um, we're, doing, we're in Franklin, Pennsylvania, too, for the uh, the, the season two world tour. Um, so, uh, in the same town as as this guy who's um, working at the the postal service, this guy um, is in a lift. Um, now, this lift situation, I can totally uh, commiserate with him. He's in this lift with about like ten other people. There's a girl, there's a lady coughing in front of him, and on the readout on on the screen it says can't breathe kill them all and i'm like you know what <laughs> I, I, would, I wouldn't blame you <laughs> um and we don't see like we don't really see what happens but like man like this bit this episode's got some gory scenes in it like it's actually like uh sort of upping the the violence and the gore um this basically this guy basically like kills a bunch of people and then and then all, this is happening. I think they said it like seven times it's happened, and twenty-two people have been killed. And each time they 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 suicide by cop. Um, yep. Yeah, the cops did not learn anything in this. Maybe it's because this cop looks like he should be in like an underwear model like catalog. He's got this this flowing oh, yeah. hair. He's got this flowing yeah. hair. He and he, this is like and this this happens nearly every nearly every small town they go to. The sheriff just seems ill-equipped to deal with anything. Not just like weird shit, just like anything. He's just like, oh, I'm glad you're here, Mr. FBI, man, because I don't know what's going on. It's like, well, you've got people dead in the street. Like, gather evidence. It's nice, though, that they appreciated Mulder's presence and they... Even though Mulder, know, Mulder doesn't say a word. He's just like... He's just this Muttering grumpy... about right field. Yeah, so like the guy on the ground that's like that, that killed everyone... Cops like, oh, this guy was playing the baseball team. He's right field. I mean, he played right field, and like, I was like, what's wrong with right field? You need a good arm for right field. I played right field. <laughs> yeah, and before that, the only thing I think he'd said to him was, "Show me the body." Like this cop was talking yeah. to him, like telling him all this stuff, and Mo was just staring at him. And all of a sudden, show me the body. Yeah, yeah, he's got like he's like it's yeah, it's it's not good. And then he's basically just like just barking orders left, right, and center. Um. He there's a bunch of there's a bit of substance on the on the guy's fingers and they they sort of um, want to get that tested so enter I'm the medical doctor Dana Scully um, who she he sends a report to her 
and I love that she it's like a, it's it's him in like a monologue sort of talking going through the report and he starts to talk about UFOs and she's like I was wondering when you're going to get to that <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh they even take little jabs at each other just when they're not even there it's awesome um, but yeah, but so of all the cases that people have been killing people, uh, electronic devices have, have been smashed nearby because that's obviously the thing that's giving them the, the messages to kill. Um, when, when we, when he's actually typing that letter too, <laughs> and I know it's for dramatic effect, but it seems like he's in the police station and the rest of the police station is really dark and he's like, give me the spotlight desk. I want the, <laughs> I want the desk with the, with the most amount of light. Like, so it was blinding me. <laughs> It's a spooky moody desk, please. Spooky moody desk. Uh, so we then move on to uh, the next, um, the, like the next victim. Now <laughs> we've got a, a, a lady that's gone to probably like the creepiest garage you can get stuff fixed at ever in a, in a small town. It's like it literally looks like a murder garage, and it's really big too. Like this is a big space. Oh yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I know this is an odd thing to note, but when she walks in, I was like, "This is a huge garage. How do you, how do you afford the rent on that? It's just like one mechanic." Well, this this particular lady is uh, played by Ashlyn Gear. Um, Ashlyn Gear of certain uh, m- movies such as Cocksmokers Twelve, oh. um, Sorority Sex Kittens Three. Extreme Sex for the Experiment, Space Above and Beyond. That's actually another HBO show. <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, the X Files. That's that. So Bonnie and she Clyde did those Desperado. movies before this. No, no, no. Concurrently, she's in this place, and like the guy, look, the guy doesn't. The guy does no favors to himself. He's like, come over here. I want to show you the engine. <laughs> Put some fucking lights on for yeah, a start. Like, I've got this one spotlight that's just dangling from the roof. Um, it kind of looks like the Gone Away clip from Offspring. And it's like, it's just... Come over to the creepiest garage. I've got something to show you. Um, I won't hurt you. And it's like, you know what? Even without the readouts on the screen, I'm like, I'm stabbing that dude. And also, what mechanic like, hey, I'm going to show you what is wrong with your car. Come and act, because you're also a trained mechanic. So come and have a look (laughs) and you'll understand what I'm talking about. And he had it in front of him. He's like, he had it basically printed out. It's like, this is what's wrong with your car. So he didn't need to get Ashlyn gear from Bush Pilots to Deeper in the Bush or Lethal Squirt (laughs) or Miss 21st Century (laughs) (laughs) or put it in gear. Wait, what's Miss 21st Century? That one sounds all right. Put it in gear. <laughs> Put it in V. Put it last, in V. And her last name's Gear. Um. So, <laughs> cheeks five Copperfield. Uh, do you think she uh, auditioned for Pretty Woman? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So X Files. Yes. Um, so, as if she wasn't in an X Files porno parody as well. Come well, on. that's things like yeah. And I'm, you know what? I'm gonna say right out, straight out right now. David Duchovny recommended her. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. say it right now. Um, uh, she actually she she offs the mechanic in quite a gory way too. Like she basically stabs his like pipe through him. Oh yeah, she gets him real good. Yeah, she's real real good. Um, Mulder's got himself a nice little camera, <laughs> like a huge one. Yeah. He's just like he's like 
I'm a crime scene photographer now. I'm from the FBI. I can just basically take over anything here. It's like, yeah, give me that camera. All right, I'm going to get that. Um, I do have another a note about Sheriff and his hair here. So it must have been, it must have been looking quite striking. <laughs> the Sheriff's hair or Mulder's hair? Sheriff's hair. I've got that oh. written twice. Sheriff hair. I'm like, is that his name? Nope. It's just his hair. <laughs> I've got Mulder's hair written twice because he starts out with a fresh new buzz cut. And I'm, I feel like he gets another haircut halfway through this episode because it looks a lot fuzzier. <laughs> Someone said, "Like oh, before you go check out the mechanics murder scene, get a haircut." It's like, all right, okay. Clean yourself up, Mulder. Yeah. Um, so we get disgrace. we get an autopsy, um, and that's when we find out from Scully that it's all to do with adrenaline. Um, these people had like two hundred times the amount of adrenaline going through their bodies when they died, so it's like they basically. Uh, when their worst fears are uh, basically about to happen, they basically go into the fight and flight, and they can only fight, and they they basically they start killing people. So for the guy at the start with the uh, uh, with the in the postal worker, he's obviously got a thing for blood. This this um, lady was afraid of being raped, and then the guy in the lift was uh, I think he didn't want to suffocate. So it- the postal worker, of course, we should mention, has not killed anyone. Not yet, no, no. I think he's also scared of blood, so he just runs away. Yeah, so um, it's basically when the adrenaline mixed with this chemical that they find out that the cops, the crops are being sprayed within the local town, it creates like kind of like an LSD effect. So people are like just completely going out of their minds. Um, one of the best scenes of this entire sh- um, episode is when um, uh, the postal guys in the like he's in like a Walmart and the, he's in front of the TVs and they start changing like Charles Manson and like the LA riots. And it was just like all these like sort of really Ubered. And OJ, the OJ chase. I don't know why that. Yeah. They even name check OJ. They even name check OJ in this episode. Um, he says like, we're the sort of town where no celebrity is going to be holding his mate at gunpoint um, down the road. And I'm like, Oh, that's like, it's, I was trying to so I was trying to work out, and then I'm, I'm thinking like, well, now nah, these ones would have aired in September because this is like season two. But I'm thinking, but this, that would have been it would have had to be shot, you know, in August, and that seems very close to like release date to to shoot yeah. that. Um, yeah, they added that in quite late, probably. Yeah. So when um, he's in the uh, what was it? The images are like yeah, the, the beating of Rodney King. Um, the Dividian compound in Waco. So basically, everything we've covered in the um, other podcasts <laughs> um, uh, yep. in the last like uh, four years. So, um, yeah, I, it doesn't I found that... show the the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup though. That's that's weird. They missed would, one there. Would have been funny if that's just like, that's one of the things they show. <laughs> well, they're in. Um, so the the first scene, I didn't see that it said Philadelphia or Pennsylvania yeah, on Pennsylvania, it, but yeah. I saw Philadelphia Flyers like little flags up in the mail room. So I was like, oh, I guess we're in Philly. We're in Philly, yeah. It would have been funny if they added like a little Rangers winning, like, oh, <laughs> fucking Rangers. <laughs> the guy's just like, oh, well, Charles Manson's um, pretty bad, but come on, the Rangers. <laughs> uh, so Mulder goes and sees, he basically finds a bunch of dead flies on the on the ground um, and he takes them to our old buddies, the lone gunman, um, this this is a very funny exchange. Uh, he's, Langley asks him why he hasn't read the the latest Lone Gunman magazine, and Mulder <laughs> says, "I've got my it was it came at the same time as my my copy of Celebrity Skin." 
Um, another little nod to his like porno fetish. Uh, Frohiki calls Jillian um, calls Scully tasty, which is uh, not good. No. Um, he and I, I wasn't more to say he's like you give, you give perverts a bad name. <laughs> um, but then he also encourages him by saying that she can't control herself around him or something stupid. Well, he also says that, um, oh no, uh, Frohiki also says like he can borrow his uh, spy goggles if he gets a phone number and I'm hoping that Mulder never did that. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of playful back and forth between uh, Frohiki and Scully. Like, let's not, let's not, let's not get too bad about it. Uh, the Lone Gunman basically say that this chemical that they found um, is being used for years by um, the American government. Um, and their, their, their theories are always like way out, but like there, there is a bit of um, background. I did have a look into it. Like there is a bit of background to it, like where um, they unwittingly or tested out chemicals and drugs unwittingly on people. Like, and that, that footage that they show where they're basically just spraying people on the side of the street is real. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's not good. Um, and this is the sort of thing I do like about the X-Files is these ones where there's like nuggets of like truth. I mean, obviously like they're making a TV show for a major network. Um, and also let's not pull any punches. Fox at the time, I think was, was already starting to be pretty like right wing in its ownership and stuff like that. So they don't go out and out and say that like, you know, you know, this is what Americans done to the people. But like there is, there is little nuggets of truth here and there if you sort of look into it. Well, I guess the truth is out there, isn't it? It is. Uh, Mulder just gets um, completely dumped on by chemicals. <laughs> and that's some pretty good acting in the field there. <laughs> I mean... Uh, but um, Why you would not go out there with some sort of protection? Oh my God, he knows that, they, they, he knows that they're going to do that. And I'm like, he's just like, no, I've got my spa goggles on, I'm fine. Um, and he's, yeah, he's in the... Um, and then we get a little bit of... Uh, like a little bit of a red herring where model looks at the TV and it says do it and it's actually an ad for like an exercise it's kind of like a play on the whole Nike thing so um get your scalp checked for a ringworm <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is that the that's um I'm pretty sure it's the Mindy episode um oh yeah yeah yes it is um well so we go, we cut back to Mr. Postal Worker, Ed. Um, he's in his house. Um, so he's, he's bought a gun. Um, and he, he, like, I, I think this guy is, and no, no knock to the actor, he's pathetic looking enough that you kind of feel sorry for him because he keeps getting knocked back for jobs. Um, and he's just like, there's a bit where he, he's using the cash machine and there's a, there's a little girl with a blood nose near him and he kind of freaks out a bit and he smashes up the ATM machine. Um, I just said I just said ATM machine. It should just be ATM. I know. Uh, um, and um, leaves his leaves his credit card behind, or his, his ATM card behind too. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you need money, dude. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> How'd you buy that gun? Um, but he buys a lot. <laughs> he buys he buys a lot of bullets. Like he buys a lot of bullets. Yeah, that gun. was weird when he tips them all out. Like, yeah. firstly, why have you tipped them all out on the floor? Oh, don't worry. We'll get to that. He is like the worst gunman ever. <laughs> oh, the um the doorbell. So when that lady from the blood bank, which never happens, like <laughs> they go door to door. I assume she was asking for money, but it made it sound like they were going door to door taking people's blood. 
Ah, uh, that's when they um they're doing the free cholesterol test for people yes. in their area. We just need to take some of your little blood and just you'll get a free test and you'll um, be healthy and we didn't drug you. And he um but apparently the way that she's ringing the doorbell is Morse code for kill him. So oh. that's you know one of the, when he's going completely like nuts in his apartment. Um cuz he knows Morse code. Yeah, I just thought he was. I just thought he was getting mad at someone ringing the doorbell repeatedly. And his little freakouts that he does is like pretty good. I like how he just says, "Okay, this is all done in like very, very poor taste." But like this guy apparently decides he's going to shoot up a place, but he can't even make the bus on time. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's a very unorganized mass shooter. Is all I'm saying is that he like runs for the bus and then he realizes he's on the wrong bus. But when he starts screaming at the driver, that's some pretty good acting there. I'm gonna give him give give him the props. There also, there's a strange point where so this is supposed to be they've had LSD mm. is the the plot, mm. and they're seeing these hidden messages. He gets a message while he's on the bus saying, "They know that you're coming. Get off the mm. bus." What's going on there? Like your subconscious is just like knows or just expecting or guessing. It's like does it. Or is it like, you know, here? going in with Mulder's thing is like, you know, it's it's like the government giving you some messages like, do they want him to just go out and shoot a bunch of people? It's like, is that, are they just, <laughs> like, I don't but know. His, his drugged up subconscious warns him about the police waiting for him. So well, I mean, that's, that's cool. How I mean, does like, that happen? What's going know, on? Maybe like, I've read some things about like real life killers who like, I think they, they know what the con then this is what like sort of kills them when they go for the insanity defense it's like well you wouldn't have done this this and this if you actually were completely out of your mind and going to kill someone like you if you were taking precautions and knew that someone was going to come and apprehend you then you are not insane like you <laughs> yeah 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 he gets to the top of this tower um and drops all his bullets <laughs> again just like this guy's having a bad bad week and um and he doesn't. I don't think he actually shoots anyone because he's just shooting into nothing. Like he's not even aiming at people, really. Like there's a couple of times where he's hit his car, but I don't see anyone apart from him at the end being carted away, like in a in an ambulance. Yeah, room. he. I'm pretty sure he hits a car and he hits a jar. He hits a jar of juice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Mulder uh, comes and takes him out. He was trying to get like to be shot by him. Like he wants to do suicide by cop, but um. And then, because like, so Mulder stacks it as he's going up the stairs, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. But then it kind of plays into that thing because he's bleeding, and that's what freaks um the the guy out. So it's like this oh. very fortuitous. Like um, it's almost like he's like, oh yeah, I meant to do that. Um, I didn't stack it. I uh, I knew the guy didn't wipe blood, so you know, I, I just fell over. So that's that's what I that's what I say every time I, I fall over. I'm like, oh you know, there's a reason for it. Um, I got rolled over at work today and someone saw it. But that dog was big and it was fast and the floor was wet, so it doesn't count. Uh, today, I was just telling um, my wife, uh, I, was walking, <laughs> I was walking down the stairs and I had my umbrella with me and I had it sort of sort of sticking out in front of me, which meant that the little hook bit was behind and it must have slipped down and it grabbed my arm and I went, because <laughs> I thought someone grabbed my arm. <laughs> I thought someone grabbed my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily there was no one around to hear it I'm like oh okay cool uh, apart from everyone I was just told yeah. Yeah. Um, so the end phone call um, this is one of the best things too <laughs> so Mulder um, looks down at his phone and it says like 
it's it's all done like on his phone like he's he's, he's calling Scully but like it, it comes up on, on the display it's all done bye bye so he's like and he just starts looking out but then Scully answers and he doesn't say anything and it's, it finishes with Scully going hello Mora hello Mora <laughs> I'm like answer her <laughs> this is the kind of guy it shows now why women think he's a pig <laughs> You're a um, pig. <laughs> why you never see him with any friends? He's never talking to anyone else. He's never doing anything. I'm quite confident now. Rewatch. It never hit me when we when I first watched this show. Mm. He has no social skills. Oh no, no. Um, he does get better as it goes along, but more so. It's more actually when you start to realize that I think these two, like him and Scully, hang out outside of work too. Like, or they just basically have a lot of fun time. Like. By season five, he's a bit better at um, talking to people and stuff like that. So maybe like it, this is him coming out of his shell. I don't know. Um, Remember when he asked Tombs to help him find his dog? <laughs> <laughs> I want more best. of that molded. Best. Oh, it's coming. Um, this I will say that um, looking looking ahead of a few of the episodes, this is a very serious start to this season. Like, there's a lot of serious episodes coming up, so. Um, you might have to yeah. might have to wait for the chuckles, but I'm gonna give this a two out of three. Lone Gunman. Um, it is one of my favorites of the series, but I don't know. Like, um, watching it again, I th- <laughs> I got a bit confused about the plot because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, they sort of it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, you know what? I mean, it's, no, not, gonna... it's not amazingly put together, but. I'm gonna give it the three just for the for the acting of the um because usually like the acting of the B players kind of lets it down but this guy this guy was good so I'm, I'm gonna give it three Lone Gilman out of three. There is, I'm not too sure the idea behind the, the mailman the failed mailman the fail man the fail man <laughs> um because they they portray him as someone with a learning difficulty or an intellectual disability. Yeah. But they never go into that. They never. They just, you know, is he just socially awkward and recluse, and you know, not particularly confident out in the world. I don't yeah. know. That that was a strange one for me that they don't acknowledge that or really go. In. But I guess that's a good thing. It's not like you know our friend last year who's playing a role that he should not be playing. <laughs> so I guess I guess it was better not to be yeah. clear on it. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was a good... I did not hate this episode. Okay, uh, cool. It's not UFOs though, so it's not a standout. <laughs> but, you know, it's at least... Uh, it's at least a half pint of blood, I would say. A half pint of blood. It's not a full blood. bag, but, you know. <laughs> it, it's... There's some there, you know. You're going to do some good with it, but, you know. Just keep away, keep away from Ed. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on to Sleepless. This one was um so we got uh Mr. Tony Todd, aka the Candyman, um guest starring in this one. Um, in pretty much the same <laughs> role that he does in a lot of other shows. He was in Law and Order this season too, um, at the same time and like it's it's, it's he's called the preacher in this one, and then that one he's also quoting Bible verses. I think that's just the Tony Todd special. Um, the Candyman has become the Sandman because No, he the Candyman's become Freddy. Okay. 
this is Freddy. That's why I thought it was so funny that Candyman's basically Freddy Krueger in this. Like, he's entering people's dreams and killing Yeah, like them. the Sandman. Okay. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, we've got um, a really bad actor at the start. <laughs> 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 who, who, when when he's confronted with a fire outside his door, he goes, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> Aren't um, you supposed? To, surely, I know it's nineteen ninety four, but doesn't everyone know you just touch the door handle to see if it's hot? No, nah, he he's like he just totally... opens it wide. He's like, "Oh, fire!" No, no, he says, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and I, look, I know. Look, if you've done medical school and you've done you know the hard yards. I'm sure you want, and I'm sure there's been a. I think there's been a side about this too. I'm sure you want to be called doctor, but when you call mm-hmm. up nine one one and you're like, "This is Doctor Soul," I think I can't remember his name. I'm like, "Dude, who are you impressing? The nine one one operator? Like, fucking just tell me your address and tell me there's a fire. Like, come on." The operator's like, "Oh, this is a doctor. Oh, it's a doctor. Oh, okay, well, fire right there immediately. Stop everything, everyone. We've actually got a real person here. Okay, so tell me where you live. I'm, I'm sure it's someplace really rich. Um." So, oh, oh, sorry. Wait, you're a doctor in dentistry. Okay, I've got a call on the other line. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, is that podiatry? Hmm. hmm. Are you though? Are you? Okay. Um. So he gets killed. Uh. But we find out that like, so the the fire then fire fire the firefighters come. Um. That's my old school. <laughs> Taught, taught in the 80s and 90s that only men can be firemen. <laughs> um, firefighters come and they uh, check the door. They like check the house. There's no fire at all, but the guy's still dead. Um, we open. We then go to our trusty uh, um, credit squirrel. Can I can I pause on the apartment number? Six oh six. So we mentioned quite often Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters here because he was a big X Files fan. Okay. Um. Walking after you. He's in an episode. Yes. The, pardon me for being a bit dweeby, but uh, his studio is called Studio Six Hundred Six. Ah. The running number for many Foo Fighter Dave Grohl things is Six Hundred Six. <laughs> and I've never known why. I just thought he was being silly and not doing Six 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 because it's too obvious. He's just really and, like, sleepless. Um. I can't say for sure. I haven't found anyone that's asked him, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is why he's likes oh, the number 606. It's It makes as much sense as anything else that about that man. So, um, <laughs> Yes, we, moving on. Credits. The truth is out there. Still. Yeah, um, and we uh, <laughs> we then enter Casual Mulder. He's got, a, he's got a salmon sweater on and he's ready for the weekend. Um, <laughs> and he's... What's he's he very, doing on the weekend? He's got very hairy arms. He's just moving books. He's just got piles of books everywhere. He's got very hairy arms. Um, he does. Uh, Casual Mulder picks up the newspaper and there's there's the newspaper being stuck under his door. There's like... <laughs> it kind of... Okay, so this is when we get we get the new Deep Throat, which is called X. Um, and X doesn't seem to like Mulder very much. Um, and you can even see it just in this newspaper. He's literally circled the newspaper, given a tape. It's like... It's like, here, dickhead. <laughs> this is, do not. It's like, if the first thing that you say when you see me saying, I want more information, I've given you literally everything. <laughs> what the fuck? So he's given him, he's given him a tape of the 911 um, because in the newspaper report, oh, we should. <laughs> he goes and shows it to Skinner and they, they, they play the 911 recording where the guy says there's a fire. 
And then Mulder says, if you read the article, it says that there's no mention of the fire. And Skinner's like, thanks, I can read. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love sassy Skinner. It's because he knows Mulder can't read. <laughs> He's just like, puts the newspaper down. He's like, so what do you, what do you think? <laughs> You can't read this, can you, Mulder? No, no, no. I just want to. I just want to know what you think. Uh, can I have Scully back so you can read this to me? Um, so he says, like, oh, I'll look into it, and then um, Mulder goes back to transcribing his um, the um, the mob guys and their and their ladies, and we are introduced to one Alex Krychek. What a penis! <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> he's just a he's a Does he walking, have a nice penis? <laughs> he's a, no, he's a walking penis. He just comes in and he's like, "Hello, Mulder, this is my this is this is my case." It's just uh, he looks he and it's okay, it's hard to be objective here because like we know well I know what he becomes. Yeah, I'd I'd completely forgot that he's, he's a snake. A double agent from the start. He's a snaky penis. Um <laughs> Um, but even without anything, he just looks like a complete turd. Like he's just like, oh man, like um and then Mulder has an instant dislike for him. He's like, you know, don't take him personally, but I work alone. And he's like, you know, I'm a bit, I know I'm a bit green, but you know, can I you know, this is my case, I'm not gonna sort of give it up. And then Mulder just basically loses him. <laughs> I love Multiple him times he did. Yo man, yeah. So this one, um, yeah, he 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 just he says, Oh, go get us a car. No. <laughs> um, uh, and he goes and calls uh, Scully and says like oh, take, take the body get it sent back to you um, and he goes and sees this sleep clinic um, because this is where the doctor so basically the, the whole story is that this doctor and another doctor back in the Vietnam War experimented on these soldiers they say voluntar- voluntarily but like the soldiers are saying not to basically, basically eradicate sleep make the perfect soldier that doesn't have to sleep and they can basically just go. And then this this squad that they experimented on had like four thousand confirmed kills. Like they were like one of the deadliest squads in the entire Vietnam War. Uh, but the the thing is that you can't turn it off. Like they've the war was over, and twenty four years later, this they like, they haven't slept since this experiment. Like they all looked. And hanged. now the the Sandman is going around. Yeah, and now the guy, the mess. one of those guys, like this guy called the Preacher, he was in a psychiatric ward. Um, um, he's escaped and he's he's basically taking taking out everyone that's left over from the squad. Uh, so, yeah, Mulder goes to this sleep clinic, which I, I really like that hallway. They got like this. They basically go through this hallway. Pretty sure it's the same hallway that um, Tombs is kept in. <laughs> I think they use that hallway quite a lot. Um, there's a bunch of people who are being tested for sleep um, uh, disorders, and they've got like a video of them like sleeping at the front. Um, and you find out that you know. Uh, you can manipulate sound and visuals uh, by some of someone's dreams um, using electricity. Like if you if you've got like the right sort of equipment and, and can do it, and that's what multiple is that this dude is doing. It's, um, basically, only him though. None of the others that uh, yeah, this guy's got the, the ability to do it. Like it's not it's not it's not <laughs> it's not telekinesis, and it's not um, the other thing that was in like four episodes of the episode of season one. The um, psychokinesis. It's 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 dream related. Freddy Krugeresis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. So when they go, um, so yeah, um, Krychek. 
<laughs> he goes, you know, people that used to came up with used to call you spooky. He's like, oh, you're gonna hurt my feelings. <laughs> and I thought that was great. <laughs> like Mulder gets all sassy in this one, and like, okay, Crutchek has a penis, but like. <laughs> Mulder is super super mean to him and then it even gets worse him and Scully like arguably the people who are like made fun of the most in the FBI have a chance to be a bully to Crycheck because they're in this autopsy and they're both just like eye rolling and they're like they're so close together and like I've never seen someone like pushed out of a conversation more <laughs> than Alex Crycheck in, in an autopsy with Scully and Mulder they're like they're not even looking at him. They're just like... Uh, Basically whispering on the other side of the room while yeah. he's trying not to vomit. Yes. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he does He does a bit, of a, a bit of a gag thing when he sees the autopsy. Um, and there's like a lot of IRLs. It's like, get a load of this penis. I don't think it's helped that Krychek comes on very strong. He's like... He, he even says to him, he's like, I want to believe. Oh, man. Um, and you find out that this guy's been put there by the... Um, by the, the cigarette smoking man and I'd like to think that um, he's got surveillance on him and he just pulled him aside he's like ease the fuck up don't say I want to believe this early like you got to give it a couple of episodes like you're coming on very strong and you look like a penis yeah give some sass if you want to woo the yeah. sass yes uh, so I also like that so we go to the next um, one of the squad that the, the preacher um, visits and this guy you know this is probably one of the best parts of the whole um, episode. It's it's got a uh, um, the uh, Tony Todd, the, the Candyman, the Sandman. Sorry, um, basically makes it seem like there's a bunch of uh, Vietnamese people that this guy killed in the war. Just appear appear in the uh, in his living room, and then they cut to this thing that they do quite a lot. And I've got it. I've got it keyed up here. I'm calling this. Uh, Ominous pan pipe. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. That's that's it's like Mark Snow from the X Files is like I heard Enya, and I think we can put it into the X Files. <laughs> um Here's and look, this could be be me being trying to see something that's not there, but I feel like pan pipes are a very tribal sort of thing, and it's come up a couple of times. It's definitely a, a certain culture, yes. And it's come up. And Laura said the same. Like, is, it, is this a touch racist using? Yeah, because they yeah. do it again. There's a there's one where they did it in. Um, they did it with the. Jersey Devil. I'm pretty sure there's some pan pipe thing there too. Um, and I think like, yeah, like it's usually to do with different cultures, usually with darker skin. And I'm thinking like, that's, that's, that's kind of, yeah, like obviously I'm not alone. There's, there's a certain edge to it that I'm like, I don't know whether you should be using that for this particular episode. Yes. I, I personally don't know the origin of, of pan Pipes ominous, or pan flutes. Ominous pan pipe, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, I know that uh, uh, one of your Christmas swaps once, someone got a CD of 
panpipes. That's fine. If you like panpipes, that's cool. That. But like when you're trying to like when when basically every time um, the only person of color of a um, episode is on, you make it sound like he's like a shaman from like a from a tribal yeah. village. It's a little bit. Yeah. Um, but in this in this uh, instance, he does get like yeah, the other. So the the scene in the living room where there's a bunch of um, the Vietnamese Vietnamese people that he's um, basically murdered, and then they do like a they they shoot the guy to death, and they find was it forty two bullet holes or the not in his bot not in his outer body, but the inside is like he's been shot forty two times, and like with like I was with the guy at the start, like Scully does the autopsy, and she's like. This guy's insides of his body are all linked up to if he was in a, a s- severe fire, but there's nothing to the outside. And she's like, it's almost like he believed that he was burning to death, and that's why yeah. again happens. Which is a, it's actually a really good concept for like a, I mean, even for like a movie or something. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I kind of like how like Scully can't explain it either. She's just like you know. Um, she's kind of, and I think she just misses like these. These two, these two miss each other. There's a bit of a there's a phone conversation where Mulder's like, um, they even talk about Crycheck. She's like, ah, oh, so you must hate having someone who doesn't question you all the time. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know how how I lasted this long with you. And then there's like a bit of a silence, and she's like, yeah, they've been all cute together. And I'm like, oh, just get back together. And then Crycheck comes it- and say, oh, Mulder, can I call? <laughs> It's nice uh, to see Scully is still, even though like, she's not really around, she's getting like partly involved in things. Yeah. She's still not believing in anything. She's still being a turd. But then I love how confused she is sometimes. Oh, like, she hates the fact that she can't explain this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, Moldy, you're wrong. What you're saying is preposterous and that can't be true. <laughs> I've got no idea what's happened. But, I mean, even though every single time you've been right... I still don't think that you're right, even though I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And this goes on for seven more seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and people thought that House had a formula. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> this Jeez. is the this is the X Files lupus. Um <laughs> uh, so they go see one of the guy they they found another guy. I like when um Krushek and Mordor do start working together again, but then Mordor like shoots him down. Um uh, so they go find this guy in, in a coffee shop uh, that um was also part of the squad, and that guy like has been. I thought he was actually on the X Files again, but like he's he's. I know he was definitely on Seinfeld. Uh, if you if you watch the episode and you see him, you'll know him. If you you watch a lot of nineties TV, this guy did a lot of like guest spots in in, in TV shows. Um, but let's do one of the best. One of the best parts of the episode is when Scully. I mean, when Mulder goes and meets X for the first time, they they meet in a construction site. Um, which would, if any ice hockey fans, that would eventually become Rogers Arena in Vancouver, the home of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I was curious, as like this definitely looks like some little stadium or arena. What was I thought, I thought on? it was the same. I thought they used the set from that Van Dam film, even at the end where he's like the uh, double t- team. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> ninety six baby. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is that that he's in it, Dennis Robinson's in it, and there's a tiger in it. What what do you want? That's the perfect combination for a film. Yeah, um, and maybe not animal cruelty, which is also going to be part of that combination. Yes. Mm. Um. So X basically says to Mulder, <laughs> "I love him. He's just like, 
I'm not your grandfather's deep throat. This is like, <laughs> I'm a new deep throat. I'm, I am not someone that you're going to like complain to a windshield. I'm just, I'm, I'm coming out right now. I'm coming in hot. I don't like you. The other guy I liked and he's dead because of you. Stop wimping out and do what we asked you to do. And when are you going to give me a cool name like deep throat? Yeah. And like like, little mouth. <laughs> big nostrils big nostrils <laughs> um, he's like and then Mulder's like oh how can I contact you you won't you're not going to and then like a couple of episodes later he starts putting like X's on the windows and that's fine but whatever um, uh, so how do you draw a deep throat <laughs> I don't know should have asked the um... lady <laughs> from the last episode <laughs> disgusting I'll such, such films as uh <laughs> Triple X Files. Laid in Heaven. Malibu, Malibu, Spice, Malibu Spice. Wow, she has done a lot of films. Bun for the Money. Bun for the Money. Yeah. Uh, Shifting Gear. Uh, all That Sex. Total Reball. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one real? Yes. Oh, please, can can you please tell me the plot to Total Reborn? I'm just checking in the future. A man loses his testicles future, and pretends people, to go to Mars. In the future, people must have sex to get their lost memories back. It gets a six point one out of ten on IMDb. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, that sounds delightful. Yep. Maybe you just get memories of bad sex you've had in the past to get other memories. <laughs> oh, I don't want that. Uh, so, um, just... Captain, uh, Captain Butt a, Speech. A, a quick disclaimer on the episode Sleepless. Yes. Do, you, Sorry. Do, you, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> Is she, oh, my God. Uh-huh. I don't know what the plot is for that one. Films like that don't even need a plot. Just the title has got you in. Oh my god! I gotta, I gotta close that table. That's just gonna keep going back to it. Um. Okay. So, uh, so what were we talking about? Um, I fell asleep. Ah, oh, did Tony Todd come and um visit you? It was one of those sleeps like where you don't think you're asleep. You just open your eyes and you know you're ten minutes through further on the episode and you don't quite know what's happened. But I didn't miss a lot. I'm pretty sure I know everything that you've talked about so far. <laughs> but um, um, I, I did. I, the, I had a brief I, nap. I watched this one in a couple of different parts because I the, the boys get coming in. Um, I was watching it this morning. Um, so basically, they go through like they find another person. That there's there's a bit of a shootout with the cops. Oh, they they find Tony Todd. Um, but because Mulder's been with X and he doesn't want to tell. Krychek about it, and Krychek's like, "Where were you?" Because um, there's actually an emergency, and Mulder's got to go. Um, and and based, I think the reason that those guys were the cops were killed is because Mulder just wasn't there, and they didn't get to the, the scene on time. Um, but yeah, they're on the they're on the trail of of um, of Sandman. Um, they find out that there's another doctor involved, and they basically they, and they know that this guy's coming to New York because he wants to go to the funeral of the first doctor that was killed, um, uh, and then. Tony Todd, um, he basically puts a little thing into Mulder's mind because Mulder's Mulder sees the Doctor, and then he he's led to believe that there's a shootout. But it basically, he just he just basically um, faints, and the Doctor gets kidnapped, 
And so um, did he see the doctor? No, he I, the doctor? I think he did, but I think what he did was like he made Mulder believe that there was a shootout, but that didn't actually happen, and he just basically grabbed the doctor and went somewhere else, like then took That's him down. According so to Peencheck, though, and yeah, and like, can you trust what Peencheck says? No, you cannot because it's a penis. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, he. <laughs> They go, they go to the CCTV, like, and like, I know it's, look, for some reason I found it very funny. And I, were you awake in this bit? Like, they were trying to find him, they're looking at CCTV cameras. Yes. And yes, they're, in this, they're in this really little room. There's like seven cops in that room, just like all looking oh. at the same time. And then the one cop that they do have has got this like, <laughs> he looks like he's from the 70s. He's got like this like, little mustache. And he's like, oh, I think we found him. I was like, I found the entire scene very funny. It's like, you've got a lot of people there to watch like three TVs. It's very frustrating. Again, in typical X-Files fashion, you've got all these law enforcing people um, all standing around doing nothing. And then they're like, oh, hey, um, there's this car over in this abandoned bit. Like, yeah. maybe he's there. Mordor and Crycheck run off there by themselves. Yeah. And all the police just stay and watch it on the cameras. <laughs> and that guy was also unapologetically Canadian. He's like, oh, I think I see him over there in the 1617, eh? We're not going to go. We're going to stay here and watch the, watch the CTTV. You go. We're, we're in New York. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to the Bronx and see the, the Yankees play. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, very, very frustrating. Like, why would you yeah. not go and help? Why would, I know Mulder's not going to say... Guys, come with us. This is this is also He's... seven. Co- this is also seven cops are in a CCTV. Like, Mulder's probably looking around. And is like, I'm not gonna take any of you. You're gonna be like, you're gonna be like cannon fodder. Like, you're just gonna get in the way. You stay here. Um, so they go, uh, and they, the doctors. This is one also a bit creepy. Like, they get the uh, the doctor is tied up, and uh, Sandman basically gets a bunch of people to come in with knives and like stab at him. That's what that's what I'm getting from this. Like, he puts a bunch of knives down. And they're not they're not sharp either. And then when you don't actually see the body, but like uh, he's still alive, but like it, you can just imagine what that thing would look like. Is this? Um, I have a note that says you can't see without his glasses. Oh yeah, the um, that's him, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, this is him. Like yeah. his glasses come off, and all these people coming to stab him, and he's like, "Look at them." Yeah, it's Macaulay Culkin from um, My Girl Too. <laughs> yeah, and he says, "I can't see them." You can't see him without his glasses. <laughs> and Tony Todd's Tony Todd does like a bit of a, a, a Back to the Future is like, oh, you need eyes to, <laughs> to see this. It's like, all right, whatever. And speaking um, of seeing, um, I think it happened earlier, maybe just after I woke up or fell asleep. Um, Scully's got like full Sin City bad guy going. Did you notice that? Yes. She's sitting in front of the computer with the glasses on. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I the reflective. I'm, that's what that means. Yeah, she's got like full on um, Kevin from um, from Sin City going on. Yeah, um, it's creepy as. Uh, Why have they done that? So they basically um, they corner Tony Todd and uh, Krychek, like, no, this is not like, is she, he hasn't, Tony Todd hasn't got a gun. He's got a Bible in his hand. But he makes Krychek think he's got a gun in his hand, so Krychek shoots him because Mulder's basically got him. He nearly got him like done, and like I think this, Tony Todd just wants to die. Like he's not slept for twenty four years. Yeah. Um. But then you see like as like and he's and Mulder actually said to Krychek, "Oh, you did the right thing." But then he looks down and it's like he literally does not have a gun. Like he he had a Bible. Um. Just like adds to like just like the just douche ability of um of Krychek. 
and uh, continues the theme <laughs> from the previous episode of where police just shoot people. <laughs> um, so then, not, Mor- not in the leg. No, you know, not not in the shoulder. Nah, right. <laughs> you gotta, gotta get that kill shot. Um, so then, Mulder finds out that the the stuff he got from X uh, that he that he stowed away in the car underneath the seat in the most the the worst hiding place ever. Um, you know, that's gone, and I don't know whether he thinks for sure that Krychek's the one that took it. Um, but you'd have to think so. Mm. Um, cause like at the end he goes and sees Scully and Scully's like outside. I'm assuming she's outside of her autopsy room. They're in the most poorly lit government building you've ever seen. Like the, 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 all the lights are just flickering on and off. And she's like, all my reports are gone. And he's like, yeah, mine too. And he's like, oh no, it's gone. He said like the truth is out there, but it's more dangerous than ever. Um, and then (laughs) I can only assume that, um, out in the hallway, Crycheck and Cigarette Smoking Man caught up and he's like, I've got a report to give to you. He's like, hold on. Let's find the darkest smoke-filled room that we've got because <laughs> that's what they're in. It looks... It's ridiculous. You can barely see the three at the end of the end of the table. It's just cigarette smoke that's like wafting through. And then they do the big reveal of the penis is like the bad guy. And he's like, oh, look. And he even says like... He's, it's like, he's even like a little like sniveling bad guy he's like oh i've put three countermeasures that we can use like i did extra he's like i did extra i did the extra credit (laughs) stuff and i say good i'm crying (laughs) and that's when they also use foreshadow like that so something's coming something bad happens to scully this season and like this is basically them talking about like oh we can fix scully because he says scully's a bigger problem than what you might think and um and the last thing that cigarette smoking man says is like, oh, you know, problem, all problems have solutions. So, dun, dun, and dun. they also discover that uh, Mulder has a friend on the inside. Yes, yes, they're like, you know, someone's like, <laughs> yeah, there's a new deep throat. Um, don't call him deep. Don't call him deep throat. <laughs> Let's call him something else. Baby mouth. Baby mouth. Um, so yeah, there we have it. Um, I give this one. Uh, I give it a two. Like the the scary scenes in this like sold it for me. Like I I, I like it. it's not a well liked episode. Like it's not it's kind of kind of like middle of the road sort of thing. But yeah, I'm giving it two out of three. It's hard because I did have a brief nap during it. Yes, um, which is like in a in an episode called Sleepless is just amazing. Well, I'd been up early that day. I had a big day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was late. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the most exciting episode, and I was in bed. These things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is the perfect way to rate it. Um, so I, I partly fell asleep. That's how I rate it. So coming up, we have our first two-parter. Ooh. So we have Dwayne Barry, and then we have Ascension, which is uh, is they're they're they're, they're to be. I think it's the first to be continued out of all X-Files episodes. Um, it's got to do with Scully. It's going to get very scary. It's going to get a, very, a bit full on with, with Scully. So, um, Imagine we weren't doing these two at a time or it came like they didn't I, batch up on one. <laughs> I did think, I actually checked at the start of the season, I'm like, man, we cannot do Dwayne Barry and Ascension um, without, like, not in the same episode. That would just be, that'd be crazy talk. Um, but no, we're all good. Um so yeah, um, that is our episode. If you want to get in contact, do your thing on spooky at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram. Um, and also check out from Ashlyn Gear, Club Sim, <laughs> Curtain Call. And look, this one, this one sounds crass. 
I will admit. But it's also got... <laughs> so the final thing that she ever did, and this is the thing... What, what year was this? This is 2006. Huh. Okay. It is called Vivid Girls Do Anal dot 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 finally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, we've been asking for a while <laughs> and they're finally going to do it. And it's like, and that's her, that's the final thing she did. Oh. I'm like, well, I guess she was a vivid oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, like that. Don't, should have gone out with um, Total Rebel. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, we're loving this. Do you want to do our new spin-off podcast? <laughs> Ashlyn Gears. The Life of Mrs. Gear. <laughs> there's so many there's so many plays on her name too. Getting get in gear. Get in gear. Uh oh man. Behind I'm, the gear. Behind the gear. Um Cool. So uh join us next week for the uh yeah, Dwayne Barry and Ascension. Um it's gonna get very, very spooky. And uh, we're then, here for thanks for listening and we'll see you later. Bye spooks. She was also in Willard. Hmm. You think I'm spooky?